0: Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we are reading books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Anna. And I'm Em. This week on Shelf Aware, we are wrapping up
1: Anna's... Highland time slip romance unit with the. Oh, thank God. The, uh, look, you haven't suffered the way I have suffered, okay? I don't want to hear it from you. Truly, you've gone above
0: and beyond. For no
1: reason except my own goals and d- dumb ideas.
0: Icarus was flying too, close, too to close to the, close to the time slip. <laughs> um,
1: the one we read officially was A Highlander for Christmas by Sandy Blair. Uh, what'd you think, Anna?
0: Oh, my God. Let me check the author because that author doesn't sound familiar to me at all. What if I read a different I book? know this no, it's a, the same author. Okay. This was
1: a thing that we <laughs> talked about when
0: I assigned I the know. book. <laughs> no. When you said that, I was like, I don't know her. <laughs> is it? Did you read the right it one? Is. Okay, it okay, is. It okay. is. It is. I did <sighs> check. I guess I just wasn't paying attention to the author at all on this one. Because
1: there are multiple A Highlander for Christmas books that exist.
0: Yes. The exact same title, which I get like. There's only so many words, and those
1: are popular. Like we discussed, those are popular tropes: Highland Christmas. Yeah. You know, I yeah feel like the other one might be just like historical, though.
0: Yeah, I, I will say okay. If this was our if this was our old dead podcast, uh, mm. not a lot of Christmas in this one. I know. Yeah, so I think we could have just said a Highlander for winter.
1: I think we could have just said a Highlander.
0: <laughs> this is a Highlander. <laughs> Here um, he is. i i liked this book more than i liked the other two okay good if you've listened to those episodes you'll understand why one was so offensive and the other one was so boring (laughs) um i i like this take on it we have uh, a highlander who comes to the future well 2007 and he's stuck there and he can't go back great and now he Mm -hmm. has to like actually learn how to function in yeah modern society, which I enjoyed those parts of it. I thought that would probably be like, yeah, this is, this is what would happen. Exactly. Actually, this guy would go to jail three or four times. (laughs) Um, so I did, I did like that part of it. There were other things that happened in this book that I was like, Hmm, that's showing its age. Um, but mostly this is, this is just not a trope for me. And I think that's okay. Mm. Um, we know not everyone is going to find all the same things. Sexy um yeah this one mm -mm, not doing it how about you well I had
1: a very different experience reading this book Anna. yeah you
0: sure did (laughs) (laughs) What? where where in your lineup did you read oh it was the last one it was the last one okay for
1: a very specific reason um so I wanted to fully give highland time slip romance a chance here Mm -hmm. i wanted to explore the genre and all it had to offer which
0: i love because when i first said like i want to read highland time slips that aren't outlander and you were like are there gonna be it are there gonna be any
1: (laughs) there's a lot it turns out and i've read (laughs) many of them specifically this was the uh let me see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The tenth book, the tenth Highland Time Slip book, I read in the last six days. Lord um, Almighty!
0: What you read so- more than <laughs> what you told? Okay. okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. So just for a rundown, so everybody can get on the same page as me. Um, True to the Highlander by Barbara Longley. The Pocket Watch from the Pocket Watch Chronicles by CeCe Giltenan. Uh, to Conquer a Scot by Tamara Gill. Highlanders Captive by Mariah Stone. Highlanders Challenge by Joe Barrett. Lachlan from Immortal Highlanders uh, by Hazel Hunter. Binding Vows from the McCoinich Time Travels, number one, by Catherine Bybee. Highland Eclipse by Laura Hunsaker. And 30 Nights of the Highland Husband by Melissa Mayhew. Good lord. Um. So this is the last one I read out of those, and I have died. Uh, (laughs) My brain has fully melted out my ear.
0: I don't understand how you've done this. I I don't don't. either. They're
1: very. Most of them are quick to read. A couple were novellas, so like that helped a bit. Mm -hmm. I would say there were some that I was like, okay, this is cute. It's not really my cup of tea, but like. I can get into it. Um, I like True to the Highlander. I thought that was pretty cute, although it had some native rep issues that I wasn't a fan of. Uh, Pocket Watch Chronicles was short and got to the point, and I was like, okay, cool. Um, Highlander's Captive, I was kind of okay with, even though it was like, you know, the sore whole, like, he's holding her captive thing. But, like, I'll fuck with a Beauty and the Beast retelling, so I can deal with that. And then 30 Nights with a Highland Husband was probably the one I liked the most. I'm not gonna comment on the other ones directly. But I didn't love those, so you can <laughs> glean what you will. Um, through this process, what I did was I made a list of what I felt were, like, the most common tropes in this. Okay. And I was originally going to do a, like, drink every time, a drinking game. Um, and I realized I would die. So <laughs> instead I have made a bingo sheet. And I got to bingo in this book at about 20% of the book. So Amazing. So I just want y'all to know that.
0: Yes, you would have died. We would oh, not I be recording sure this episode. Oh, I would have died.
1: I think about half of the things on the bingo sheet were in this book. And I thought it would be low because it was a all of the ones I mentioned, pretty much, except for the one where the guy's trying to fuck all the virgins at the Renaissance Fair. What? Highland time slips wild, y'all. <laughs> oh, turns out. God. Um, anyway, the immortal one, also wild. The, the woman goes back in time and she's like a, a army vet who has PTSD and also like is super, super disfigured and is trying to kill herself when she goes back in time. And I can't even, I can't oh even get God. into it. I can't even get oh get God. into it. Anyway. <laughs> Bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> oh I thought that it would be like a low amount of tropes in this because it's like forward time travel and all the other Uh ones I read were like all going back to ancient times or medieval times or you know Jacobite times um but no it was still it was they were still there they were definitely still there incredible I don't know that I like time
0: slip at this point I don't know that I like reading at this point um (laughs) I really (laughs) all books are now bad thank you time slip highland highland slip romance yeah
1: Yeah, I just it's weird because like I feel like I should like this genre because I like Highland and I like time travel and I like romance. But it's just when you put all three together, I think it's just so much of the problematic shit that I don't like in romance is like, Mm -hmm. like, and I have said before, I can get on board with like assault threats and rape threats and like men holding women captive as long as you're not trying to sell it as a romance. So once you do, I'm like, oh, this is
0: grody, y'all. Yes, yes. Let's not go here with that. I think, I think for me, it just feels like a very dated trope. Maybe, Mm -hmm. Um, like, I don't know. It kind of falls into the same. Like, I have like this really weird amalgus category in my head, but like this and Sex in the City kind of fall in Mm -hmm. the same category for me. If that makes sense to anyone but me and (laughs) M. No,
1: yeah, it does.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They just feel the same. Um and I mean if you if you like this, that's fine. I understand liking having a comfort trope and just liking that. And clearly a lot of people do because there are so many of these books, but like you said, there's just so much in it that can be I don't know. I don't know. It's just, there's a lot going on that could, for, for an audience in 2021 to look at and be like, yikes.
1: Yeah. I think the thing is that so much of this is built on gender roles Mm -hmm. and kind of like that sort of nineties to two thousands, like feminism of like, like, a reaction to sort of the feminism of the time of being, like,
0: oh, but I just want a strong alpha husband, you know? Yeah, being a trad wife can also be feminist.
1: Yeah, I think it's just kind of that vibe of, like, I am a strong girl from the 2000s but I also want a man to hold me down and it's like I feel like we have evolved to the point of being like yeah you can want that sexually and that's fine y'all just have to talk about it first you know (laughs) (laughs) like that's that's cool but like if you're like I just want a man to boss me around in life in general then like that's not so great that's also yeah. great. Like yeah. I don't I don't get what you're selling to me. I don't find it romantic, you know?
0: No, same. <laughs> I I won't be sad to see this one uh fall to the wayside. I'm glad yeah. we tried it. It's always good to try new things on. I still feel like there might be one out there for me. I
1: really do. Oh, I feel yeah. like These I know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go back for a while, but I might go back one day. Well, in six months, (laughs) like any number of Scottish time travelers, I might go back one day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep an eye an eye out now. I my maybe that will be my goal. Is I just want to suggest Highland romances (laughs) to you, just based off the synopses and the covers, and Uh we'll see if you can find one you like. Yeah,
1: yeah. One day I'll find my laird. One day well. my laird will come. <laughs> no. Och I. <laughs> what is it you
0: lust, lass?
1: Oh, God. That's the other thing about these books is that it's just, okay, y'all, a couple. I'll post the bingo sheet so you guys can kind of get the vibes. Do. But, like, there's a few things that just are so prevalent in these books and, Auk is one of them. And it's just, it's like the authors all went to the same school of like shitty, like how to write a Scottish accent, right? Right. And it's just, you guys have to stop. You have to stop doing this.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like when you get in like fan fiction, when something shows up in the fandom so much. That it Mm -hmm. starts appearing in every fic. And you're like, this isn't even canon. Like, this isn't something anyone said or did.
1: You know what? And I'm sure someone will correct me on this. But you know what was this for me with these books? Like, all of these authors kept talking about curtain walls. And I was like, that's got to be a, like big architectural thing that everyone knows about. And it's just a thing I missed and I Googled it and I can't find like any references to curtain walls anywhere, but I'm sure there's some fucking book that they read that was like, Oh yes. Called referred to the outer walls of the keep as curtain walls. And they're like, that's it. That's what they're called. And now they all do it. And I'm like, guys, I don't, this isn't as much of a thing as you guys seem to think it is. And <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it is a thing. But, like, they're all using it like everyone. Yes. Like, everyone would know this term, and like, the modern people use this term. And I'm like, what? No, I don't know what that is. I don't think most people know what that is. What is
0: that? Like, what are you (laughs) talking about, even? It's when you put the the curtains on the wall for decoration because you have nothing else to decorate with.
1: No, I think, and again, I couldn't actually find what it is, but I think it's like the outer walls of, like, the like not the keep but like the the whole village plus area i think oh. i'm not sure though sorry archaeologists no. or scottish people who all have curtain walls right in are they? Are, they are what they are, walls are they walls
0: you can push back and forth to do to, i mean i think <laughs> to that let is different amounts of light in
1: that is also a thing but like that's not <laughs> the thing that's in the highland <laughs> time slip books because they're like you can't go beyond the curtain walls and i'm like Okay, okay, so I kind of get what you're saying here, but I don't have but, the But knowledge. what is it?
0: I want to see a picture of it. Yes, please explain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, you read 10 Highland romances altogether. Mm-hmm. Did you read anything else? I did. I am very I, impressed. I know. I did my homework this week.
1: You really um, did. I read a book that is a comfort genre to me, which is retold fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Um, called Burning Roses by S.L. Um, which was great. It was like a little mashup of like five to six different fairy tales. Uh, there was like uh, Red Riding Hood was in there, Goldilocks was in there, Puss in hmm. Boots was in there, like a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and it was like, what if Red Riding Hood was a monster hunter? But then <gasps> also, what if she felt bad about that? Um, no, And don't. also lesbians. <laughs>
0: okay, no, it was yeah. great.
1: It was great. It was really entertaining. Yeah. Um, Quick read, which was good in my hour of need this week. Honestly though, really. But yeah, I'd recommend that one. Uh more than any of these other books I read. How about you,
0: Anna? Um, okay. So <laughs> I caved and I read a book that's been going around a lot on uh book talk and book twitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> i hate to say i read this ice planet barbarians by ruby dixon uh yes it's that book where a bunch of human women crash land their spaceship on an icy planet and Uh start fucking aliens (laughs) i have not heard of this book ah yes i think it's mostly i think it's been really big on tiktok lately Mm -hmm. um but there's 22 books in the series i think that does include some novellas but essentially, wow. what it is is eleven women. Six of them are, <laughs> six of them are like cryogenically frozen, and five of them are not. Uh-huh. Um, all crash land on this planet, and in order, this is like spoilers for the first book, but it was like less than two hundred pages long, so you'll probably get through it quick to get on to the rest, <laughs> the rest of the girls, because it's it's one of those where every girl gets a sure, gets yeah. a romance, because they Classic. all have to mate. This is the thing. So the so the aliens on this planet mate for life, and they can only mate when they resonate with. With with a with a creature that they can reproduce with, uh, but the thing that's resonating within them is like this parasitic worm <laughs> that you have to put in your body in order to survive on this icy cold planet. But once you put it in your body, you're totally like codependent, and you will die if you ever leave this planet because they can only survive on this one planet. And so, um. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I'm not really one for like alien romances already. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of to me getting a little bit out of my comfort zone. But I was like, everyone else is reading this, so let's just let's see. We're kind so of in this realm good? of like, huh? Was it good? I don't think so. I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> but I am compelled to continue reading.
1: Ah, one of those. I'm not gonna lie to you. At least one of the Highland romances, I am, I am considering. It's the Immortal Highlanders, guys. I just, it's so. I don't. I, I didn't enjoy it, but I need to. I need to and keep sometimes going. Sometimes they
0: just get you, and you're like, I want to know what happens with the rest of the girls, because some of them are real sad. Like especially the ones that are cryogenically frozen, did not even know they were abducted by aliens in the first place. Wow. Like. I just really... I don't know. They're all on Kindle Unlimited. You could really just go to town one week, just really (laughs) slam down all these Ice Planet Barbarian sex books. Um, But yeah, it's... I would say it's probably more... Leans a little more towards erotica than romance, but um, I tried it. Um, I also am reading currently Legendborn by Tracy Dion, which is much better um, (laughs) book. (laughs) It is a... A high school kid, uh, she's like a black girl from a small town in North Carolina, does this early college acceptance program at UNC um, in order to escape that small town life, being a minority in small town life. I get that. And then she stumbles upon some magical occurrences and um, magical people, and it's really good so far. Would recommend. So we talked about books we recommend in general, but what about this book? We're supposed to be talking about for the podcast episode today. Highlander for Christmas. Who, if anyone, would you recommend it to?
1: Um, if you really like the George of the Jungle movie.
0: <laughs> Brendan Fraser.
1: Yeah. Or like, um, what's the other one I'm thinking of? I feel like there's another one like this. Oh, uh,
0: Leopold and Kate.
1: Leopold and Kate. Yeah. Yeah. um, Like that sort of vibe of like very late 90s, early 2000s, like, Rom-com, heavy on the calm sensibilities, Enchanted uh, even, Enchanted but like no maybe, music. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this might be one to check out.
0: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think there. This is definitely one of the better ones um, that I've read, obviously. But the the main character is capable and intelligent, though a little bit like flat. No personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and there's some funny occurrences. So if that's enough to keep you sated and you just want to get to the Highland sex, um, there's a little bit of it.
1: Oh, but also it is like fairly racist at points. So, you know, mm-hmm. be, be
0: warned. There's some weird stuff. Yeah. Weird mm-hmm. comments in this book that were just that were just like very puritanical almost.
1: Anyway. Yeah. I'm thinking about like Tracy.
0: Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: Yes. Yeah, I was thinking more about that taxi driver, that whole oh, uh, Yeah, that too. I, that was bad. That was mm. rough. That was a rough moment in this book.
0: Uh, yeah, 2007, I guess, you know, probably written a year or more before that. So maybe feeling those post 9-11 vibes a little more than I other people were. Yes, guess. I don't know. I don't really have an explanation for it other than that. I don't know anything about Sandy Blair. It's
1: just interesting, interesting take interesting on. Interesting choice. Interesting take
0: yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. You just, mm, I don't know. When you just comment on the smell of uh-huh. a cultural group, that's like, mm, let's just not do that.
1: And then also you're like, I bet this taxi driver has never even driven in snow before. It's like, he lives here. What he are you talking about? You have
0: no idea how long he's been here.
1: What are you talking about even? <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. And carefully. then you say, why couldn't they have sent me a Russian? I mean, I get the snow thing, but i I feel like that's also racist towards Russians and like, just that's not a good look to be like, man. I wish they'd sent me a generally can white, coated person to drive me. R- like, okay. come on, anyway. a weird choice,
0: yeah. Okay, well, let's get into it. Um, the synopsis, let's do it, yay. So, Cameron McLeod is a Highlander soldier in the mid 1700s who was about to go away to fight the. Is this the Jacobite Rebellion? Jacobite, yeah. Jacobite Rebellion. You know, I don't know anything about Highlanders. Um, Or history. His mom put a spell on him to basically preserve his body, uh, keep him unconscious until she can undo the magic. Because she's like, if you go away to fight, you will die. I've seen visions. I'm a witch. And she is correct. That is what would have happened. Yes, yes. (laughs) She was proven correct. Um, But also, she dies before she can undo the magic. So Cam has just been passed down to relatives uh, until 2007. Which is interesting because I wanted to bring this up
1: as a point of, like, I think this technically isn't time travel. Because he doesn't, he d- like... <laughs> He doesn't travel through time in any way unbeknownst to us. Like, he just yeah, goes forward. Yeah, there's no time
0: slip. Yes. It's more like, Encino Man. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Another movie that if you like, maybe you'd like this book. Yeah, um,
0: Brendan Fraser again. <laughs> Brendan
1: Fraser again. If you really like <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Anyway. But
0: I mean, I do, but I I do,
1: but I didn't like <laughs> this book that much. Um, no, but like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that this is actually time travel, really. It's just kind of he was...
0: A man out of time. He's yeah. like Captain
1: America. <laughs> Another
0: good reference. <laughs> if you like that movie. No. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> um, female lead, Claire McGregor, is an antiques dealer who is... How old was she supposed to be? I think
1: 35-ish. Okay. 30, 30 to 35 would be my guess. Because I did the math on this because Tracy, her friend is who they were they were of an age they went to high school together Mm -hmm. tracy went to los angeles to hollywood for 10 years and then went to new york for an undetermined amount of time but a few years and then came back to boston so she would have been 28 by the time she went to or by the time she came back from hollywood and then a couple years in new york and then a couple years in boston so she's super in her early 30s because
0: she's like i want to have 12 kids and i was like wow girl
1: i mean you gotta get some triplets in there i guess I yeah
0: i mean yeah it's doable but wow i would be exhausted <laughs> 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 um she's an antiques dealer apparently in her mid-30s who is having a hard time keeping her antique business afloat um, maybe because it
1: has a bad dumb name
0: it is the the penguin it's not, what is
1: the it? The Velvet Pumpkin.
0: The Velvet Pumpkin is the purple penguin. No purple pussycat. There's no penguins. Never mind. Yeah, there's
1: no penguins. I don't know where the penguin's coming from. I don't either.
0: <laughs> the Velvet Pumpkin. Yeah. Which, what is Maybe
1: that? if you were a Halloween store, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, like this book opens she's and she's Halloween. like. This Halloween. Yeah, she, this book opens and it's like. Oh, it's nearly Christmas time and no one has come to the velvet pumpkin to buy <laughs> Christmas presents. Why would
0: they? Bitch. Why would they? It's not spooky season.
1: It, it's not not time for spooks and speaks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but she's trying. Um her friend, this old man named Tavish, died. Um, and he leaves her his belongings when he dies, kind of. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Actually, I think what his will said was she gets like five thousand dollars and then like a certain amount of money for legal fees.
1: She gets two thousand for for upfront and twelve thousand for legal.
0: Okay, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. but n- but then the lawyer, because we do get a weird like he gets she gets this phone call, her friend is dead and she gets inherits everything. From him, mm. all the money, all the furniture, all his belongings, whatever. But then we get, like, a POV from the lawyer who's like, well, that was a lie. Really, all she got was money. And and the legal fees will make sense to her later on. But I'm like, but if, like, he didn't leave. Well, I guess he did leave the box to her, didn't he? Because he wrote a letter in there. I don't know. I don't know why she had to get all the shit.
1: I... It did make sense, also because like, did he know that there was a man in there? Like, what? I think so. Yeah, I think what I was trying to imply was that like, everybody um, in the family knew that there was a man in there.
0: <laughs> <But they're laughs> that <just> would wake <laughs> up after a magic spell.
1: After after a woman opened, because I think that's what it is. Is that the woman has to be like in love with him, which his mom would have been like, like have had love for him, right? Yes. So she planned to open it and it would have worked because she loved him. I guess it was like a glass slipper Cinderella thing of like whoever opens this box is the true love, but it didn't make it explicit. So I had to jump a bit on that.
0: Yeah. And and I don't understand why if if that was her intended inheritance from Tavish, uh-huh. then why the lawyer had to be like, also, you get the rest of his crap, too, even though the will specifically says you don't like I- this other stuff is supposed to go somewhere else. <laughs>
1: Maybe the lawyer was like – because Tavish was like, I wish I – hopefully I'll be around to explain this, but maybe I won't. So mm. maybe the lawyer was like, it would be weird if I just sent this woman this sarcophagus. Maybe I should send her <laughs> some other shit, too, to make this more plausible.
0: Uh, but she's, she's a – antiquarian maybe this mm. is exactly what you would send her and only she that. also
1: she also has some scottish blood which is an important thing in scottish time slip romances that american the american hero has or heroine has some scottish ancestry yeah they all bring it up and i don't know why it's ever relevant
0: it's not it's not the only time it like cam asks her what her last name is and he goes ah yes mcgregor and then that's it yeah <laughs>
1: like okay well cool, cool.
0: i was expecting him to be like oh the mcgregors i fucking hate them but no yeah oh. which
1: was the plot of one of the other time slip romance novels i read in which the woman was descended of the clan he hated and that's why he had to help hold her captive
0: amazing know?
1: yeah and then marry her
0: anyway yeah. love it love a good stockholm syndrome always a delight <laughs> so claire solves some puzzle box and undoes whatever magic was keeping cam preserved and then he comes back to life yay yay um claire immediately assumes he's some sort of intruder this is a home invasion happening makes the comment that like oh god he's gonna rape me um and then cam just runs off (laughs) this is
1: an important part of time slip romance novels also Scottish time slip romance novels is the knowledge that at any time the hero could rape the heroine but he chooses not to wow.
0: so it's important
1: It's important to establish that early on
0: I enjoy the fact that he said do I appear a man who needs to rape a woman you know mm. only uggos rape we all know this Gosh. I also have to question here because this is the first time it pops up in the book I think why here's, here's the quote from the book if she'd seen him, Cam, on the street, she'd have thought him a bodybuilder or gay or maybe an actor. Everyone, every woman in this book is like, wow, how did you find such an attractive man who is not gay? Because he's so buff. And I'm like, what is this stereotype?
1: I mean, this is a stereotype of, of uh, gay guys care more about their looks than straight men, right? Right. Um, so I guess that that translates but into, this is
0: like hurly burly Highlander man. Like,
1: uh, uh-huh. uh, uh-huh. I don't, <laughs> but muscles are gay. I guess so. I do think that maybe the two thousands, that was like the, the aughts. That was more of a thing of like, if you go to the gym too much, it means that you're gay. Cause you're trying to like attract another man. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand. Maybe she meant it as a compliment, like gay
0: guys are so hot, but then that's problematic. Every woman in this book is like, Wow, he's <laughs> not gay? <laughs> I didn't I don't know. I guess that was that must have been something I just was not aware of at that point in time of my life, but like I'm trying to think when metrosexual became a thing. When that was like then right
1: where it was like oh if you care about your looks even at all we have to like say that that's a completely yeah. different thing
0: I think like, that was when I was in high school because that's like around the time when the first queer eye for the straight guy uh-huh. became popular and I think that's kind of like where the t- term was at its peak Yeah um so yeah it could be around this time because I graduated high school in 2007 so That is thinking back on that wild that we were like we we came up with a whole new term for men who liked who were straight but didn't look like trash wow hey fellas is it gay to wash my hair and have clothes that fit hey
1: fellas is it gay to even touch a comb
0: (laughs) hey fellas is it gay to cook a dinner for my date at home (laughs) thanks Ted (laughs) oh my god this, this period of time was an absolutely wild time. <laughs> I really? can't believe I live through it sometimes.
1: I feel like the odds was very <laughs> much like, we've done it. We fixed all the problems. We solved like,
0: Y2K. Let's go buck wild.
1: Time to party. And just ignoring that all of the problems were like still intensely happening.
0: Oh, yes. Absolutely. But that
1: might just also be because we were in high school at the time. And so like maybe it's just us being like, oh it seemed that way because we didn't have to deal with the problems because we were literal children
0: like- <laughs> yeah i well i don't want to get into it i guess it's just, it's too much to unpack right now we're already <laughs> half an hour in this episode
1: and we haven't gotten to my favorite chapter yet
0: oh well let's hurry on then <laughs> Here's Cam. He's he's too hot to rape, and he's also too hot to uh, be considered straight, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He runs off, but then he decides to come back because he doesn't recognize his surroundings, and he's hungry. So he's like, well, I guess I'll go back to that woman that yelled at me. <laughs> Claire's like, sure, come in. Because they, they start to talk, and she's like, oh, I think he is. he's a veteran, and he's dealing with some PTSD or something. So come in. Let me help you find out where you're supposed to be. After some discussion, she's like, oh, you're not in the correct century. (laughs) So they're like, well, shit, we have to try and find your way back. Claire says you can stay here with me until we do that. And then she also was like, by the way, um, the Highlanders lost that battle with the English. And now Scotland is part of the UK and all your family died. Wow, cool, sad.
1: I mean, but also, like, he should have figured out that all of his family was dead because it's several hundred years in the future. So, like, they're dead no matter what, you know? Yes. I mean, I guess it is worse.
0: (laughs) It was all futile, whatever he was going to be doing. Yeah. Mm, Sad. Sad for him. So after hearing this, Cam needs to get some air. So he goes wandering around Boston, dressed in his Highlander gear, eventually gets stopped by some police officers because he has a giant fucking sword strapped to his back, and he fights them and has to go to jail. There's some cool police brutality here. Mm, fun, fun, yeah. Um, and he calls Claire and he's like, "Hi, I'm in jail." Claire's like, "God damn it!" and goes to bail him out. And now she's like super responsible for making sure he doesn't do anything else illegal or whatever. So they go back to Claire's apartment to supposedly lay low. And she calls a lawyer that was dealing with Tavish's estate. And he helps Claire get Cam out of legal trouble several times throughout this book. I, this guy went to so much trouble for these people. And, like, honestly, I was expecting there to be a twist of he's like, actually, I'm one of your relatives that's also traveled through time. Or, something or I'm Santa Claus. Oh, I'm Santa Claus. Wink. <laughs> I brought the two of you together. Look at my big <laughs> beard and red suit I always wear to court.
1: I can't believe you couldn't figure it out.
0: (laughs) So they do some like welcome to the 21st century stuff. They get Cam some new clothes, show him the TV and the Internet, etc. Like that's not going to break his silly little brain, but whatever. Um, And she also takes him to the library so he can do research on what happened with his family. And Claire's like, I'm going to do research on time travel and see if I can figure out a way to send you back in time. Spoiler alert: There are no reputable sources on time travel to be found at the Boston Public Library. <laughs> Someone else had checked out that manual, I guess. Claire, who, who
1: would have guessed? Some other, some other bitch who's popping back to thirteen hundred or whatever. That this was another thing was... I noticed. I feel like out of all ten books I read, none of them took place in the exact same year. Like all of these authors had like one of those. Uh, Lists that kids used to have to do for like parties in school, you know, where your mom has to sign a spot for like, "I'll bring the forks," "Oh I'll yeah, bring yeah, the yeah." Cupcakes. Like, I feel like they all got together and were like, "Okay, I get thirteen sixteen. Okay, I get seventeen forty two. <laughs> okay, I get the name Jamie. Okay, I get I get Cameron." I, like, there were no repeats in that's, years that's or incredible. names. Weird, right? It is incredible. Yeah. Anyway, even last names. Last names there were a lot of repeats. Okay.
0: <laughs> that one they were like, okay, but there's
1: only so many really there's super Scottish last names. Only so. so many clans, and he has <laughs> to be a
0: laird. <laughs> oh <laughs> So Claire Claire can't find any sources on time travel. She's like, I'm a grad student, I can research the shelves. She can't. They have to go to Salem. Massachusetts, because they're they're in Boston. They go to Salem to see if they can find a really real witch with really real powers that can send Cam back in time.
1: All right. So this brings us to our to my favorite chapter of this book, which is chapter nine. Um, and just so many buckwild things happen in this chapter, and I don't know like why. Maybe Buckwild things were happening the whole time, and I didn't notice, but it just really dialed in. This in this, this one
0: was especially outlandish, I think.
1: Yes. First off, it starts off with them entering a restaurant, and Claire saying, I'm starved, and this place has the best burgers and fries in the city. OK, guys, that- guess what
0: the restaurant is? <laughs> we'll give you a couple seconds. Think of all the really great burger places uh-huh. you know. It's a chain restaurant. Um, yeah, so there's like there's five guys you could say they have really good burgers. Like Maybe a steakhouse would have really good burgers. Mm-hmm. Guess what it is, guys? It's your neighborhood grill. Applebee's. Fucking
1: Applebee's. What are you even talking about, Claire? So that's already very, a very wild sentiment to begin that this chapter. That makes me so on. sad for Claire. So it goes on, and they're looking at the menu, and he goes to the page that has milkshakes on it, and he asks, he asks, "Is the milkshake butter?" And Claire says. Which, okay, yeah, you shake milk, you You get shake butter, milk, and makes better. Except yeah. not really, you churn milk and you get better, but whatever. Um, you could <laughs> you shake do it, it shakily. Slowly, in a big, like, big wooden thing. Don't. Anyway, <laughs> um, Claire says, no, it's just shaken milk with flavoring, like chocolate or strawberry. But frappes are better. How so? Frappes are made with ice cream. So are what? milkshakes, first so of are all. So milkshakes, what are you
0: talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God And also, I think the reason frat pays are better is because they're made with coffee. <laughs>
1: cheeseburger which whatever i can she orders the it. house
0: merlot which okay sure i'll have the Applebee's house yeah, Applebee's anything house sure merlot.
1: and then they start talking about this this um priestess sandra mariah power who they see a photo of her on um the article that they printed out from the computer amazing love the odds mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. which shows her pretty face partially covered by a black cat mask how would you know it's pretty if it's covered whatever <laughs> Um, and then he says, I still cannot believe, I'm not going to try to do a Scottish accent and this book will not make me. I still cannot believe she's told the world she's a witch. Had she done so anywhere in Scotland, I dare say she would have been tried for heresy. And she says, that's the reason this counter this. That's the reason this country was founded on religious tolerance. We have no official religion. Our constitution explicitly forbids it. Okay. Okay, Okay. but you
0: realize you're in Salem, right? You're in
1: Salem. And also, that's not the religious tolerance anyone was talking about in 1776.
0: Also. They weren't like, we have
1: to make this a safe country for witches. What
0: are you talking about? I... It just... This little, like, that's the reason this country was founded. I feel like says so much to me, maybe, about certain ideologies someone uh-huh, may hold.
1: Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> anyway. So then we get some more talk about the witches 2021, and
0: whatever. We're not proud to be from America anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you find out that uh, her friend has, Tracy has flirted with him, which she's annoyed about. Um, and then they get into family talk. And we find out that her mom... This is, you know, a little bit sad stuff coming up. Suicidal stuff warning. Um, she, Her mom overdosed on antidepressants. And her father is in prison for burglary, drugs, you name it. And it's the text says, What he and his addictions had done to her mother had killed her as surely as if he'd held a gun to her head and pulled the trigger. It was just too bad she hadn't been able to convince the courts that he'd committed murder although god knows she'd tried What? Did she <laughs> I mm. I you oh, mm. okay so this is <laughs> Like that is a very sad backstory you've given this this character, and also her mom killed herself at Christmas, which of course, of course, it's why she
0: doesn't like Christmas. But why she doesn't like Christmas? That doesn't matter all in this book because she completely throws out the window. She's like, let's celebrate Christmas, okay? Anyway,
1: (laughs) but did you go to did you go to a court and try to convince them that your dad had committed murder because your mom committed suicide? Baby, that's not how that works. It's not. Like what court- sorry it happened to you, but what court did she try was it a was it a civil court? Did she try to sue her father? What is I, I, I what have a lot of questions? I
0: wanna I wanna hear what I wanna know more.
1: Uh, but I also don't wanna <laughs> know any more at all because <laughs> I'm so tired of this woman and the fact that she no. doesn't know what a milkshake is.
0: This book this is this was gonna be a no, I don't I'm gonna save it. <laughs> I'm gonna save it for the end because it's gonna be a fun little spoiler in the summary later. <laughs>
1: Anyway, I think that was most of the crazy shit from this chapter. There was some like that you it missed went the part on, where but... they
0: they make out real hot and heavy in the vestibule oh, of the Applebees. Yeah, sure. Cuz, you know. <laughs> Just start making out with teenagers laughing at them while they're doing yeah. it.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, they basically are like high school kids after a theater
0: production at this point. Like, it's so Oh god, Applebees. You have Fast burger and fries in town. You have a house that you can make out at. You this is,
1: at a certain point, unless you are um, into it for like specifically being in public reasons of like making out somewhere, you know, um, there's no reason to make out in doorways anywhere. <laughs> like, anywhere you're, you're blocking people. You have a house. You're <laughs> not a teenager who has no place you can make out with your your paramour with. You can go. To a place that is just yours to make out with them. You don't need to inconvenience other people in this manner.
0: Not at all. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I'm just looking up this place real quick. Um, Is it an Applebee's? No. (laughs) I did Google (laughs) burgers in Salem, Massachusetts. Um, They have this place called. Just to see
1: if maybe they had like outlawed burgers for a really long time because they were associated with
0: witchcraft. Yeah. (laughs) I pulled up this place called Boston Burger Company. Uh Um, They have so many burgers that all sound really good. But then they also have a section on their menu that is just hashtag freak frappes. So, like, you should have just gone to Boston Burger Company, it sounds like. Is this maybe a Boston thing? Is it, like,
1: Boston? Is it, like, a regional dialect thing of, like, milkshakes are only milk in boston Let's and see. to get ice cream you have to ask for a frappe
0: oh maybe like 10 top 10 best frappe in boston mass maybe worthy. are a, a frappe is a blend of milk syrup and ice cream a milkshake here <gasps> in southern massachusetts is a frappe <gasps> without ice cream oh no we're assholes we're idiots basically a cup of flavored milk Here, a milkshake is something akin to a fribble, awful awful, or a blizzard. What the fuck are a fribble and an awful awful? (laughs) I I don't have time for this, Google. Okay, but also
1: though, Applebee's is is a chain restaurant all over the United States. There's no way that they would call milkshakes like they would still be regular people milkshakes.
0: I feel like Like, I feel like that's so. Can you imagine the disappointment if you if you had heard? Okay, best burger and fries in town is Applebee's at Salem. So you plan your whole vacation to Salem because uh-huh. you're really interested in the history of the witch trials and everything. You yeah. go to Salem, you go to Applebee's to get your burger and fries, and you order a milkshake to go along with them, and they just bring you out a glass of fucking milk.
1: <laughs> I mean, it pissed. would be flavored milk. But still. <sighs> Wait, why are you calling that a milkshake? They We have a, it's just you put the name of the flavor it's just chocolate milk or strawberry milk. You don't need to add shake to it. Like, I don't.
0: <laughs> Massachusetts, why did, what are you doing? Why did y'all shake that milk? Like, <laughs> if that, like, what was the point? Where you tr- <laughs> just whatever? I have a lot of questions now. Um, the freak frappes at Boston Burger Company sound really good, though. <laughs> they have a churro we can talk about it and it's a caramel frappe with a choco taco churros caramel and chocolate syrup cinnamon toast crunch cereal that's absolutely wild (laughs) they also have alcoholic frappes there anyway um maybe that's the place to check out in salem next time Uh, you're there
1: don't know never been (laughs) me
0: either (laughs) (laughs) they go to see the witches and the witches are like we can't help you sad so they go back to boston The witch is wow. like What do you, what do you expect me to do? The magic preserved your body and you yes. traveled through time normally, as did everything else in this world. They're I like, you just, have
1: to break the curse and she's like, You already
0: broke the curse. Yeah, there what is you- no fucking curse anymore. I don't Time travel's not real is what these witches were saying essentially. And they were like, No, it must be. <laughs> uh,
1: it was wild to me that it took them to this point to be like oh, this is how this functioned, right? Like, of yeah. like, you were frozen and you came here and got unfrozen. And now you're not cursed. Like, that someone had to spell this out for them.
0: Yes, it's about halfway through the book. <laughs> Upsetting. <laughs> um. So Claire realizes she's in love with Cam, which makes her angsty because she's like, oh, he doesn't love me back, probably, even though we haven't talked about it at all. And also, like, he's going to go back to the 1700s at some point. So, like... I'm there's really no there's no reason for me to tell him I love him right um but spoiler alert he loves her too can you imagine Uh, the longing the pining because they Uh, just uh, won't open their fucking mouths and say words gift of the magi shit they kind of oh my god (laughs) uh so cam gets a job at uh tracy's strip club the purple pussycat as a bouncer. cuz he wants to pay back some of what he owes Claire like for the bond money and for food and clothes and all this stuff. Um and he hates it. He's like, "Oh, this is so degrading to me. This is not a manly occupation." Um and also women shouldn't dance for money, which like whatever. Let women make money however they fucking want.
1: There was already a lot of like low-key slut-shaming Tracy from Claire oh, earlier yes. in the book of like you can't just twirl around a golden pole all your life, Tracy. Yeah, okay.
0: And Claire calls herself a slut for kissing Cam in the vestibule of an Applebee's.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just whorish behavior.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Just burn her at the stake, too, while you're there. Claire comes down with the flu is the next big thing that happens.
1: I should have liked this part of the book. This is one of my favorite tropes. We all know it.
0: but It's like... It wasn't even good. It wasn't even good. Fade to black. They're like, oh, she's out of the hospital. I'm going to take care of her. Fade to black. Well, we're at home now. (laughs) Uh, Cam makes a big fuss over the fact that she's in the hospital. He gives her a teddy bear. And she's like, oh, I love this teddy bear so much. And then he gets arrested again because he tries (laughs) to get clams.
1: (laughs) And then they go to court, which I don't understand. Okay, I guess that was the bail, like for bail. Was that? that because they it was the
0: arraignment basically the to decide if they were gonna if they were gonna like drop the charges or not i think okay so the lawyer's like he doesn't
1: understand laws because he comes from a land in which they don't have electricity like it's a small island in scotland and they don't have electricity and they don't have like ownership i guess um, and the judge is like, "Oh, is that so?" And they're like, "Yeah." And the judge is like, "Okay, how do you have light there?" And Cam's like, "We use whale oil." And the judge is like, mm, "Okay, how do you get the whales?" Yeah, and like, Cam's like, "And Cam's like, oh, we go out in our boats. How big are your?" Boats and Cam's like, oh, they're about this big, and we get this many, like this many men work on them, and this and that. okay. How do you get the oil out of the whale? Okay, well this is how we do it, Moby Dick, blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> and the judge is like, I see, I see, charges dropped, case dismissed. It's like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't want more people to end up in jail. Our legal system's bad and a mess, but like also that's certainly not how it works you don't just get to say because i'm from a land where we use whale oil i don't know how laws work and so therefore you can't therefore they don't apply
0: to me they don't apply to me because i didn't know about it
1: i didn't know about it The i didn't know about it defense which we all know is a perfect defense that always works always
0: works if you are rich (laughs) um (laughs) So when Claire comes home from the hospital, they kiss a bunch, and this eventually builds up into a sexual relationship. Which should have gotten Cam sick because he has
1: the, mm. uh, the- immune system of someone from the 1700s.
0: Never had any of the illnesses of the modern world. But, yeah, they uh, they didn't. He didn't get sick. We just get a bunch of, like, fluffy stuff happening for a bit. Like, Cam helps Claire's antique business by basically he's like i'm an attractive man i will get women to shop here and they'll keep coming back just to see me attractive man the abercrombie and fitch method <laughs> it is successful for the business cool also claire's elderly tenant because she she owns this building that the antique business is in and i guess there's like two apartments and she claire lives in one and then she runs out the other one and she's renting it to this older woman. And this older woman is like, I'll do fortune telling. And Claire is like, oh, how dare you do that? That's lying. You don't know You don't know real fortune telling. You're lying to them. <laughs> Which, like, OK. OK. I guess I don't want to ruin that
1: for you, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did interact with some, I guess,
0: actual witches. Yeah. Although we really have no proof of that either. Exactly. <laughs> um. There's a neighborhood gang of teenagers that keep throwing rocks and bricks into Claire's windows every week and mm-hmm. breaking stuff. And instead of like doing anything else about it, like with parents or police or something, Cam goes out and with a, with a sword and is like, I'm going to kill you if you ever fucking come back here again. What's your name? Give me your ID now. I know where you live and I will come to your house and I will kill you and all your loved ones.
1: Which, of course, yeah. <laughs> this teenager has a Hispanic name, which, cute. I clocked that. Yeah, I clocked that I also, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, also the fact that the only black person in this book, I believe, is, or at least described as specifically black, is a person being taken in at the uh, precinct when Cam is first there and is high on something. Mm, cute. Cute look. Quite
0: interesting. hmm Cam also gets in trouble, kind of, with the law because he goes to the zoo and steals reindeer. All right. There is this very comical miscommunication where someone says that Cam owes 30 bucks or something. And he's like, ah, yes, deer are a form of currency in this world. I'll go get some from the zoo because I keep asking people if there's somewhere I can get deer. And they all say, oh, they're at the zoo. And then he and then he sees how sad the zoo animals all are and so he only releases the reindeer. <laughs> okay, so
1: quick quick breakdown of this logic. Yes. First off, Cam specifically is like, I am going to slaughter these reindeer for meat and sell that meat for money. Mm-hmm. So, he even understands it's not the bucks that literally. it's not the literal bucks that he needs to sell. But also if he knows that he owes like a thousand bucks or whatever, why would he think the quickest way to obtain that is to steal two two deer? That's very that's a very small
0: percentage of what you owe. <laughs> 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 oh, it was nonsense. <laughs> he also gets noticed by the vice president of a modeling agency who wants to sign him ASAP but he doesn't have a passport for obvious reasons. So she's like, call me when you get one. And Cam is like, modeling is not manly. I will not stoop to this level until he does. But, you know. <laughs> Eventually, Christmas is here. Claire, we already said bad feelings about Christmas because of backstory, but none of it mattered because she ignored all of it. There was no, like, growth, residual reckoning. feelings about no. her childhood. Nah, it was just, yeah, it's Christmas. It's a beautiful time of year.
1: I am sad about my dead mom, but I think it would be fun
0: to have a tree. <laughs> I went to celebrate Christmas this year because it's going to be the only Christmas I'll get with Cam, probably. Mm, whatever.
1: Which, based on, because again, at this point, she's still
0: very like, "I will find a way to get you back, Cam,"
1: and it's like, "Girl, you're not gonna." <laughs> <I can't. laughs>
0: but then she's like, she like totally takes um, credit for having done so because, okay. So they do their Gift of the Magi situation where – Gift of the Magi light, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Cam gets Claire a beautiful Tiffany locket with a lock of his hair and a picture of him in it. Presumptive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, saw the box and she's like, oh, my God, is this is an engagement ring. You no, know, was a locket. <laughs> and then – but he could only afford that because he sold his family heirloom sword to an, another antiquarian. Claire <laughs> – Claire sells – Claire sells this most beautiful piece that she's had in her shop forever and ever and ever, and she she's had a a great offer on it, but she doesn't want to sell it to this person because she knows they're gonna like take it apart to put it to some other use, and she, that makes her sad. But she sells out. She gives she gives the the furniture to this rich person, which gives her enough money to. Go to the literal mafia and get Cam a fake passport (laughs) so he can go home to Scotland. Because the mafia boss was in love with her mom. What the fuck? See, this is why I need to know more about the pre-story. Oh, my God. Claire's mom almost married a mafia boss. But instead chose this other guy that was clearly Bad News Bears.
1: But he had Scottish ancestry.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. But, yeah. And the guy, the mafia boss is like, I'm doing this for your mom, Claire. And she starts crying in the restaurant. Here the, the mafia
1: st- boss is also the uncle of Claire's best gay friend. Victor. Um, yes. Who Victor. we
0: mentioned because he was very annoying to me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: But like that's also just a wild connection, right there. Absolutely <laughs> wild.
0: Yeah, and and it's like no big deal, no big deal, guys. I just, I just very intimately know the mafia of Boston. <laughs> okay. Sure.
1: We can't get into it.
0: <laughs> we, there's no time. Cam is leaving the next day because there's there's this weird rule that the mafia guy is like, I'll get you this fake passport, but you have to use it within 48 hours of receiving it, and it is a one use item. <laughs>
1: I guess because, like, once they use it, the computer. I don't know. The computer
0: the, the, says, beep, beep, beep. It's co- fake. The
1: computer's like, let me check that
0: again but for free. I've seen the born identity. <laughs> you can just use any old fake passport 100 million times and it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> so Cam has to leave immediately. And she. And Claire waits to tell Cam this information until after he's already in London when his plane landed and he's like, well, I knew cause you were like really, you were really scared about me using this passport. Like I could tell that it was a fake and that you probably went to nefarious measures to get it. She's like, okay, yeah, but also it's a one use item. And he goes, oh, what? <laughs> right. Like you probably should have this. Po- okay. I don't love
1: cam, but like this poor man has been yanked through time very slowly, uh, <laughs> slow yank <laughs> through time, um, And now you've sent him to another country where he doesn't know anyone and has no money or like way to survive
0: and no way to get back again. Like, what's wrong with you? She's like, if he really loves me and wants to see me again, he'll make it happen. He'll find a way to figure it out. I'm like, he has no documentation whatsoever. Like, he doesn't exist. He's a person that literally does not exist in 2007. And you just. Just let him go. She's like, but it's, yeah, but I fulfilled my promise. I got him home.
1: It's like,
0: but what's he going to do at the ruins of a castle girl.
1: It's like the, the author had read all of these other Scottish time slip romances, which again, often have this thing of double time travel where like whoever is time traveling will go back to their time and then have to make the decision to go back yes. because it's like to prove their love or whatever. Um, and like, Or at the very least will, like, be dying and could just go home and get medical care, but wants to stay because they love the other person so much, whatever. So, like, it's like she wanted to do that, but then she was like, yeah, but if he went back, he really
0: wouldn't. If he went back in time, he... He really wouldn't come back. Yeah, like, yeah. This is all he wants to do is to go back in time and warn his people. So we can't
1: do that. So I guess he'll just go back to modern Scotland and have to make that decision. And it's like, I well, yeah, that's so... an easy fucking decision to make. Like...
0: <laughs> I would be so mad at her if I was Cam. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's like, well, I've lived through worse things. I've had less food. <laughs> OK. <laughs> OK. And then luckily... Luckily, he runs into that model agency lady. As soon as his plane lands in London, he hangs out the phone with Claire. And he turns around. And lo and behold, it is Santa Claus model agency lady. <laughs> and he signs on with her modeling agency because she's like, you will make a shit ton of money. And he's like, that's what I need, a shit ton of money.
1: I don't have principles anymore.
0: <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Claire, Claire has, has abandoned me to the wilds of London. Um, I have no idea who anyone is, what anything is they, they, they (laughs) whatever. Yeah. I'll take pictures. You can photograph me naked. It's fine. Um, he works for, for her for about a year, a year traveling all over the world. And he does eventually get to Scotland to castle Aruba or wherever he's from. And he talks to some local historian and he gives him a bunch of information, true factual information about his family and clan. And this guy's like. How'd you know this? And he's like, oh, that's because I'm I'm from back then. And this guy's like, oh, wow. You need some ID that's more permanent this time? Here, I can make that for you. So that problem is solved. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, and then he and Claire kind of keep in touch. But the busier he gets and the more famous he gets, the less frequently he calls. And Claire's like, oh, I've lost him to the Giselles and Tyra Bankses of the world. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never come back to me in my fabulous hurdies." We haven't even talked about the Herbies. That's what he just likes her ass. He thinks she has the best ass he's ever seen. Um, (sighs) Then, almost a year later, exactly, Cam shows up at Claire's door with a giant teddy bear and a check for $12,000. And he's like, hey, let's go for a drive. So they get in his super awesome sports car. He's like, I got a great deal on it. It's really not a big deal, but it's like a really expensive car. And he drives her to a house by the sea and he's like, I bought this house for you, Claire. Also, will you marry me? And she's like, "Of course, yes, absolutely." And then they have sex. And the book ends with the line, "And with any luck, mm-hmm. he'd just given her another Highlander." Oh, wee one. In case you didn't get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, again, having being an expert on Highland Times Romances, it's very uncommon that we don't get the epilogue where there's a baby. Oh, um, I so I mean, I guess this is better than that, but also a lot worse. (laughs) Because, like, why? Yeah. Gross.
0: (laughs) Oh. Uh, But that was this book. That was this book. That was this book. I'm glad it's done. We don't have to think about these anymore. They will haunt my waking dreams
1: forevermore. But, you know, it's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Let's talk about what's next on the docket. Yes, yes. I don't want to ruminate on this at all No, we're done. Let's move on to the future. Let's time slip to two weeks from now.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, one week from now, we'll be reading another uh, Animorphs Uh, novel with Animorphs number 44, The Unexpected. Expected. Expected then. then. And then the week (laughs) after that, um, we're going to be continuing our prehistoric novel unit uh, that was submitted to us by uh, Brad. Thanks, Brad. Which, uh, our main goal for the next book in that series, we wanted to find a book that was uh, more on the dinosaur side of things. Yes. Um, so we are going with Edgar Rice Burroughs' The Land That Time Forgot, which should be interesting since it is, sort of prehistoric in that it takes place in like a part of the modernish world in which there is prehistoric creatures but it is like like it takes place in a contemporary time period to when it was written right mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. not prehistoric in the way that clan of the cave bears was i think that the the characters are not prehistoric but they are dealing with prehistoric troubles i guess
0: yeah i think it sounds good uh and short
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs>
1: which is the most important thing
0: it is the most important when reading older books let's make them short. We gotta get their quick. quick we learned with robinson crusoe sometimes mm-hmm. they can last lifetimes <laughs> they just keep going they don't know when to end in the meantime if you have a book or a unit suggestion for us you'd like to cover on the podcast, you can tweet at us, ShelfAwareCast, or email us, ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms, so if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should, um, or else I'll I'll put a curse on you and lock you in a box for 300 years and see how you like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I thought. if you use apple Podcasts, you'd very much appreciate a five-star review but if you don't that's all right because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like in the words of sandy blair i mean when was the last time you got laid sensing the accusation worm turning claire reached for the candles rearranging them back to the way victor a master merchandiser had piled them i don't remember my point exactly i bet you look like a prune down there <laughs> oh my <You're-> God. <laughs> You really need to invest in some serious lingerie, and then find yourself a boink buddy. You know what they say: use it or lose it. Are you gonna lose your vagina if you don't use it?
1: <laughs> oh my god! Why
0: does it look like a prune? Why does is it look just, like a prune? Is it
1: just dried up because she hasn't gotten wet? Like that's not how that works. Like there's
0: plenty of ways to do that without going on a date with somebody. Come also, on! Use it or lose it. I don't. Oh, my vagina's Jeez. gonna fall off. <laughs> Where is your vagina, Tracy, do you?
1: (laughs) Where is your vagina, Tracy?
0: Where was your vagina on the night of January 23rd? (laughs) Oh, God. I'm Anna.
1: I was taking a swig of my Baja Blast and wasn't ready, I'm sorry. And I'm Em.